This is Dami. And this is Busayo. And welcome to Born for This. This week's episode, we'll be discussing the Netflix documentary, Athlete A. So really quick, before we get started, we just wanted to give um, a trigger warning prior to starting because um, in this podcast, we will be talking about um, different forms of child abuse. So if this is something that you don't want to listen to, I just wanted to give you a heads up now before we get started. So the Netflix documentary Athlete A is a documentary that focuses on the gymnast who survived USA Gymnastics doctor Larry Nash's abuse and the reporters who exposed USA Gymnastics toxic culture. So in this review, we're hoping to kind of talk a little bit about athlete culture and how toxic it can be, but then also talking about women's rights, how women should best advocate for their bodies, especially young women. And if you're a fan of Born for This, you're likely going to love this review because it talks about, we're going to talk about a lot of the things that this channel and this this podcast rather is kind of focused on. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're hoping that you guys get a lot of good things out of it. And we highly recommend watching it so that you can kind of better make sense of and understand this discussion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, kind of like Dami said, one of the biggest things um, that stood out to me when I was watching it was like the athlete culture and just kind of the way that these girls were um, acculturated um, that kind of made it hard for them, hard for them to speak up when the abuse occurred, but then also to, to and, I, and I hate to say it like this, but allow it in a sense because yeah. they didn't really know anything else. And so, so, I, so I guess too, we should kind of probably point out. So essentially this doctor, who's probably like a former doctor at this point, I think they revoked his license. He essentially was um, okay. abusing these women in that he was um, like- He was pretending to do like osteopathic um, treatments or treatments something Treatments like, like for that? like hip, um, to like align their hips, yeah. but he was essentially penetrating their vaginas with his bare hand with no gloves. And so that was kind of like, this is a thing that he was doing with a lot of these young gymnasts. And it was all under the the guys of like, oh, I'm doing this to kind of, this is an osteopathic and obviously it's clearly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but it was hard for these women to kind of speak out and things like that because there weren't many safe people. And, and because the, the the culture of gymnastics, I would say generally, but then also USA Gymnastics was kind of like winning at all costs. Mm-hmm. And it was very much just kind of like you endure abuse of all kinds and you just kind of close your mouth and you try and win, win, win. Right. And so that's kind of what we're talking about in, in athlete culture being tied. And, right. and so it really kind of like we were, what Sal had mentioned is like, it kind of leads this whole idea and it exposes, I think to us, the fact that like athlete culture in general, even outside of USA gymnastics is pretty toxic sometimes mm-hmm. when you think, when you consider how people will allow people to go through abuses, um, you know, physical, sexual, whatever, and just to kind of bear it for the sake of winning. Right. And so one of the things that it makes me think about is kind of how, um, I believe her name was Jen Say. She was actually one of the former gymnasts who um, was speaking in the documentary. And one of the things she talked about was how originally in gymnastics, like the gymnasts were actually like older teenage girls to actual women, whereas over time it started to become younger and younger. And now we're dealing with children. So um, kind of even going back to what Dami had mentioned before, it's like the abuse that's going on, we're, we're, this is this, these are children. These are kids who are maybe like 18 and under, 16 and under, um, that are dealing with the abuses of this doctor whom they came to trust because one of the things that they had mentioned, which um, was kind of frustrating for me was the way that they set up, the way that everything was set up. So for example, a lot of the gymnasts who um, worked for the USG, USA gymnastics team went through the Caroli's ranch. And so Be- Be- Bella? Bella Bella, and um, Marta Caroli, they are the two, like I guess they're world renowned known trainers in the gymnast world. And so they were two of the people who were very prominent in training these girls and um, the way that they trained, it was very, 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 very abusive. And so um, I think you mentioned at one point they were at the Coroli ranch and like someone was able to physically abuse or like, Oh yes. Yeah. Me and Tom were talking about before we started the podcast, like how um, 
there was mention of how one of the girls was slapped so hard that the um, Marta Caroli's ring was it was imprinted in the girl's face. And that was just acceptable. And it's so hard when you consider that because one of the things that they had mentioned early on is the fact that like the idea is, again, it's all about winning. It's all about winning. Because one thing that disturbed me, um, because as the documentary opens up, it starts with Maggie Nichols and her, her parents talking about how, you know, they reported and just kind of going on. Um, to discuss the other gymnasts and stuff like that that were affected. And one of the things that her dad had mentioned that just really just blew my mind was the fact of um, with the girls being on the Crowley Ranch, the parents were not allowed to visit with them. The parents were not allowed to like interrupt with their training, quote unquote. And, you know, when when he was asked, like, you know, why, why didn't you say something? Because to me, that just seems kind of odd that you as a parent can't see your child for an extended yeah. period of time. Like even not even just like a visit right. or even just to like, you know, check on how they're doing. Like you yeah. are not physically allowed at all. And Especially so to me- because they're going through so much training that you would think that yeah. a break away from the training with their family would be appropriate. Right. Yeah. Or even that you would expect the parents to be there because again, they are the parents. And yeah. so um, with that being said, obviously- Dr. These are Nasser, underaged girls too. Underage. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, um, what's his name? I'm sorry. Dr. Nasser was actually on the- on the ranch while they were doing their training. And obviously um, a lot of things were going on, but anyway, to go back to what, um, uh, what's this girl's name? Maggie Nichols' father had mentioned was the fact that it's like, that's just what you did. Like it was the gymnastics. Like how could you not want your daughter to become an Olympian? How could you not do these things? Like they're training with like world-class trainers. And so just even the fact of like, as the, as a parent, you're kind of of this mindset that, you know, it really doesn't matter. I'm going to do everything at all costs to make sure that my child like reaches and attains this really high goal, which yes, being an Olympian is a very like wonderful honor. Like not many people can say that they are Olympians, but to me, it's like at what cost? Exactly. You know? Yeah. I think, yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned Maggie Nichols. So Maggie Nichols is actually a pretty big character in this documentary because she is athlete A. Mm -hmm. um, so when they're writing, eventually when this um, situation kind of gets litigated, they're like making documents and Maggie Nichols was one of the first women to speak out. And so they made, right. they named her, they dubbed her in these litigation papers, athlete A. Mm -hmm. She's a really important um, figure in this, in this documentary and so are her parents. And so that was something that I struck me a lot was when I was watching this documentary, I felt like, and this is so like, and I, you know, struggle to say this because I think that manipulation plays a large role in how these parents are making sense of things. Mm -hmm. But I felt like the parents, there was a lack of advocacy on their end for their children. Mm -hmm. um, and I say that just because at one point in the documentary, and like I said, I, I say this um, difficultly, I, I don't want to kind of use crass words. And I don't want to make it seem as though these are not good parents. But I do think like, it just goes to show you that like manipulation can be so deeply entrenched that like, you know, you sometimes don't even think you're even parents, even people who are in um, positions who are meant to like protect you. So at one point, um, Maggie is talking about how she was at um, the Crowley Ranch, I believe, and that she went to go to um, Dr. Nasser's like treatment, obviously, he abused her. And that she was like talking to one of the girls and she was like, yeah, does he do this to you? And she's like, yeah, you know, I know he did that to me. Well, Maggie told her parents, her mom, and her mom ended up following up with the vice president of USA Gymnastics that essentially did the president. I think it was okay. Maybe mm -hmm. it was president um, of USA Gymnastics that essentially didn't do anything. But I thought it was really striking that at that point when there was kind of like a standstill on this like situation that happened, like her parents didn't say, well, I'm not going to allow for my daughter to be in a group of people who are not going to follow up on this egregious allegation. And so a timeline for you, just so you know what we're talking about. Um, originally Maggie reported this to her mom and then her mom therefore reported it to the USA um, gymnastics team back in, I think June of 2015. And she still went on to train up until I think 2016 for the, I think the Rio yeah. uh, to qualify for the Rio de Janeiro um, Olympics. Which 
which is like, that's at least a whole year of just after being told, not necessarily of the treatment actually even starting. Because again, I don't think Maggie necessarily mentions like when it started per se, but it's like, yeah. this has been going on for a while. And then even to piggyback off of that, like what, what kind of blew my mind as well too, is that the president, um, Steve Penny essentially had told her mom, like, don't worry, I've got it. Like I'm handling it. The FBI's on it. Don't say anything because if you're, you're going to interrupt with the FBI's um, investigation of the whole thing. And it's hard for me because like Dami mentioned, it's like how, and and I, I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to speak to it as if I know what that role is like, but it's like, how as a parent do you not even follow up? Um, and it, which again, I feel like part of what I follow think, up on your follow-ups. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which like, yeah. part of me feels like the reason why that was even able to happen again is because the culture of this thing, like you don't want to mess anything up. You want to like keep the status quo. Cause I remember even at one point they were talking about how one girl um, was threatened actually, that if she had said something, if she kept complaining that she was going to be kicked off the team. And it's like, how are you going to kick off a child, a child, mind you, who's reporting abuse and you're saying, stop saying all these bad things about your, about your trainer, which I don't remember if specifically if it's referring to, um, Dr. Nasser's abuse or even just other abuse because that's one thing about this documentary as well is that they do touch on the idea that he is not the only one but he was one of the um largest figures because of how many Which and because crazy. of his role. I think there was somebody at one point in the documentary that had mentioned how the culture of gymnastics generally is that there's a lot of pedophiles that are in gyms mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a thing that like people like it's like yeah it's a kind of like what happens and you kind of try your best to like you know, have, I guess, good enough boundaries or whatever. You try not to like find yourself in the spaces of those people, but it's just kind of, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But it's so interesting how these systems failed these women. Yeah. Like, and I think, so I had been thinking about this because I think that there's been a lot of talk about Black Lives Matter and things like that as it should. And and we're seeing a lot of companies coming out and saying, oh man, like, you know, Black lives do matter. Mm -hmm. And like, we're going to do something about it. And it's just so crazy because USA Gymnastics, and I don't know, what their you know value statements are and things but i'm sure i can pull up a usa value statement and it probably says something about how protecting the interests of the athlete's safety first and so I mean, actually in the video in the documentary um dr nash actually mentioned something about that and when it, it's like a clip from one of his videos that he had made where he's always talking about our whole thing is to protect the athletes protect the athletes but ironically enough you're the ones who are the primary abusers yeah. of these athletes yeah and yeah so it's crazy because i think that's something that on Born for This, we're striving to and we're making sense of even providing content and providing um, conversations that are true to our morals and values and um, hoping that people, you know, come along for the ride. But I think we we want to be held accountable to our values as well. Um, and I just think it's interesting in general how companies do this and especially like young girls, how they could like, the system failed young girls. And it's like how even um, these parents, I would argue, um, also maybe like missed the mark. Um, when it came yeah. to like protecting their um, daughters and it also, yeah, it makes you realize though, that like this, this like kind of construct, like this USA gymnastics is so worried about keeping their image that they're willing to tarnish your family and image yeah. and your family, like integrity and your family values. Right. And like, it just, you have to step back and think like, no, no, like there's certain things I'm not willing to do. And it's like, it's easy to say, but it's like when people act on their convictions, sometimes we give people the side eye and we're like, oh, well, they're just, I think a lot of times Americans are like, oh, they're just a quitter. And it's like, mm. well, do you know why they quit? Right. Um, do you know why they weren't about that? And, and I think it just bothers them because I remember when I was like younger and I used to do sports and stuff like that. I don't know. I was like considering quitting basketball at one point. I think I ended up doing it at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but people were like, oh, you're, and I, you, oh, you quit, don't quit. And it's like, well, I didn't want to do it. Why should I have to subjugate myself <laughs> right. to like, you know, n- endless practices? Like that doesn't make any sense. I and so it's that. like, yeah. So 
that's interesting. I also thought it was pretty interesting. So um, Simone Biles, um, as you know, she's a gymnast. Apparently, Masao had mentioned she's like um, one of the most decorated or the most um, decorated gymnast of all time. I didn't know that. Which I didn't either because like we were talking about beforehand, we honestly thought it was Gabby Douglas because there was a lot of um, talk about her around that same time. But apparently. And I guess I don't know gymnastics as much as I thought I did. But so she had made a tweet that I thought was really interesting and is telling. And I think it kind of you're you're I'm at least I'm grateful that she's starting to use her power appropriately so she pretty much made a tweet this was March 14th and it says so USA Gymnastics sent a happy birthday um like tweet about Simone they said happy birthday to the most decorated gymnast of all time Simone Biles we know you will only continue to amaze us and make history and Simone Biles commented back how about you amaze me and do the right thing have an independent investigation Mm -hmm. and so it just goes to show you that there's still some things that are like being sorted out that a lot of the gymnasts I'm sure are not okay with and are still grappling with making sense of, but it's so hard because, you know, a lot of this is cutting into their money too. But um, I think it's interesting that I was talking to Masai, I was like, you know, it's crazy because she's still having USA Gymnastics cut her check and stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, actually, I don't even know that USA Gymnastics is cutting her check or is it the deals that she's getting? I'm like, I'm making the things. deals. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I the deals. Anyways. But, um, I just thought it was kind of interesting because I think that she's leveraging her power and is saying like, if you all claim to be people who, you know, value the safety of the athlete, then you wouldn't do this. And then you should be okay and comfortable if I call you out on it. Right. If Which, you're, if you're okay with holding yourself accountable, these morals. Right. Yeah. Which kind of to hit on one part or like the really honestly the main part of her tweet that's very important is the fact that she said an independent investigation. So originally when Maggie Nichols and her mother reported the abuse, like I said, they had mentioned it to Steve Penny. He said he was going to take care of it. Um, and he had not because I guess they had launched um, a five-week investigation is what they were saying, like internally, um, just to figure out what went on, which is part of the reason why um, this was able to happen. Because I guess, I don't mean, I'm, I'm so mad that I don't remember. I believe it's the USA Gymnastics, the way that their, um, I guess, policies are worded is the fact that the only way that they'll, the only way that they'll take the, the report as, as truth and not necessarily hearsay is if the victim or the victim's parent signs off on the fact that the statement was made, which as we know in like abuse culture, victims are not going to want to step forward because there's so many ramifications of not speaking or of, of speaking out against what happened to you. Either there's threats to your lives, there's such your livelihood, like you feel like you caused it. Yeah. And so it's actually sad to see that this was set up in this manner um, because essentially now you're letting everyone go scot-free, which obviously we saw happen because um, Larry Nasser was a doctor for the USA Gymnastics for about 30 Na- years. Yeah. 30 years. And then after these allegations came, so this is another thing that I thought was really like disgusting and telling of his character is the fact that after these allegations are happening, not only does he still have his job, but he's still doing the abuse. Mm-hmm. And then also you come to find out later that when he steps away from USA Gymnastics, he does so to run for school board. Like, like this is a guy who's just like <laughs> by children like all the time and like is like not even phased, which we come to find out in Masao, I mentioned this at one point that, um, so I, apparently I didn't catch this the first time that I watched it, but like he ended up going, so they ended up finding, shocker, child pornography um, kind of evidence in his uh, garbage can when they had a search warrant. And so apparently that was the charges that actually sent him to jail, am I correct? Oh no, so what happened was, I guess he had made a statement early on because I think, I'm probably butchering this timeline a little bit, but again, I want to say around 2015 when they were kind of digging to this the first time after um, uh, Maggie and her family had mentioned the abuse, um, he had, I guess he had made a statement with his attorney essentially 
stating the fact that he never um, he never did and there was no reason for him to perform intravaginal exams in order to do, provide his treatment, which obviously was a clicker because then a lot of the athletes who were abused were like, wait, hold up. Yeah, that's not true because he definitely was where he was not supposed to be. Yeah. And so with that being said, it's like, he kind of set himself up, but yes, the um, the child pornography that they did find in his garbage can was in part what had kind of helped him be um, uh, incarcerated, actually. Yeah. So, like, where do we go from this? Like, me and Basai were talking about the different conversations that come out of this, and I think one of the conversations we were having is, like, um, advocacy and how women advocate for themselves in these mm-hmm. positions, especially young women, especially when maybe they're not being heard. We talked a little bit about, like, um, kind of, like, negotiating and, and, and power that you have and sometimes mm-hmm. just leaving. And how that's not being a quitter, but that's like standing up on morals that you believe in. Um, but we also were kind of like, how do young women best advocate for themselves in situations like this? Yeah. Which is so hard in a certain sense when you're in such a manipulative culture and when no one like, yeah. How did, So we were really interested in um, providing tools with, for people, I think. Yeah, providing tools for people to better equip people to kind of handle situations like this mm-hmm. um, so that maybe they have scripts or maybe they have right. just like frameworks and, and tools and references to have, God forbid, they find themselves in situations like these or situations near like these. Like and obviously, I think even to having a framework of what does it look like for me to be safe as a child or yeah. safe as a person, right? Because one of the things that I had actually heard, which I really, I love this idea because I think it's, it's, it's just amazing. Um, so essentially... I was talking to someone and they were talking about how they teach their kids that they don't have to like, essentially, so if someone's requesting, because I know a lot of times this happens at like family events and stuff like that. Kiss sometimes, your uncle, kiss your where, uncle. Yeah, like do that or like hug, hug so-and-so. And it's like, I think, I believe the person who told me was like, yeah, my kid's like, no, I don't want to hug them. And kind of supporting the child and saying like, hey, yeah, that's okay for you to say that, which is interesting because in some cultures that might be deemed as disrespectful. But I think one of the beautiful things that you're kind of teaching your child is that nobody has power over your body, but you, no one can, no one can, um, I don't say manhandle you, but for lack of better words, yeah. manhandle you into a situation where you start to feel like, well, I guess, you know, they they have power over me and they can do whatever. Because even at a certain point, me and Dami were talking about, because one of the um, athletes, um, Michaela Melroni, I believe is her name. Um, one of the situations that was kind of funny for her. So she actually didn't come out and um, talk about hers. One of the other girls had mentioned it, I believe, um, because she had actually been manipulated essentially into signing a non-disclosure agreement, which is so crazy because it's kind of like me and Dami were kind of debating back and forth. It's like, okay, like, well, how, was she manipulated? Was Did she sign on her free will? And in a way it's like, it's manipulation because again, the the framework and the culture in which she was existing in pretty much told her that's like, yes, like you don't have any rights. Like if you don't do this, like your your career is gonna be threatened as an athlete, like you know, people are gonna hate you or whatever have you. So it's like, yeah, that's just straight up manipulation. Like that yeah. should have never happened. And again, how many other athletes that we're not aware of? Because keep in mind, everyone, as you're as you're listening to this, there was 150, 150 athletes and young women and young girls who were abused by Dr. Nasser that we are aware of. Right. Keyword aware of. So it's one of those things where this is, and again, it, it, whatever, this should, that should never have happened. It's way too many people. Even if it was one, that's just one too many. And so one of the things that we have to keep in mind is the fact that it's like, we really have to have a conversation and really create a space in an environment where we're teaching and showing kids, young adults, people in general, honestly, yeah. how to better like, be autonomous over their bodies and, yeah. and their lives. Cause I feel like, again, like 
it seems like everyone from the children to the adults were kind of manipulated so easily because again, the environment in which they were in and they don't yeah. maybe, or they didn't maybe necessarily feel like they had the framework to say what they needed to say or do what they needed to do. Yeah. And this is kind of an interesting thought that I had. So at one point in the documentary, you find that with one particular woman, and it sounds like with a handful of other, the Dr. Nasser was essentially molesting these women in front of their parents. Oh yeah. And so oh that gosh. was something else that we kind of wanted. Well, I wanted to touch on is the fact that like, it's weird. Like on one end, I think I want to be like, oh man, like do these parents not know that? And 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 also too, I should mention that his hands were the parents didn't know where his hands were essentially. So it wasn't as though they were completely saw. But a part of me mm -hmm. wonders if they did see it, would they even what would they even do yeah. if they would even do anything? Especially considering what we were um, about. Especially yeah. if he was able to kind of explain away and say, oh, it's, it's a part of the treatment. Oh, which um, that's another important part. One of the during that original investigation I had mentioned, he was talking to one of the lawyers at Michigan State or sorry, not lawyers, um, police officers in Michigan State. And one of the things that he did with her very often that was very actually annoying was that he would find a way to talk above her in a way like using all this medical jargon and essentially in a way to kind of justify the things that he did. So he would say something like, a, oh, the way that the iliotuberosity or something like that <laughs> connects to your back neck or whatever that, you know, oh, but you know, you don't, under like, it doesn't matter. You won't understand that. But essentially that's how my treatment works. And again, this kind of way of manipulating people by making them feel like you're too stupid to understand what's actually going on. So therefore what I am doing is okay. And it's like, no, sir, it is not. Okay. Yeah. It's weird. And like I said, I think, I think it's, it's more manipulation than it is a lack of knowledge. Cause I think most people know For that sure. you shouldn't need to, you know, do a, a, a vaginal exam on somebody, a pelvic exam in order to do physical therapy treatment. Right. That being said, we're going to talk about kind of our overall thoughts and mm -hmm. um, I guess I'll like start first. Yeah. My overall thoughts, I was shocked. I think I almost cried after watching it actually, which is telling because I don't really cry even when it comes to provocative documentaries like this. I was so upset because I just felt like unsafe, mm -hmm. which is funny because I'm not a gymnast um, <laughs> and I'm also an adult, I'm a grown woman, but I just felt like, wow, there are situations where Basa always jokes around and says that her, the word of the year is like gaslighting. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, but it's like, I feel like people can gaslight you and make you feel so crazy that you like lose all sense of like what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. And it's like, oh my goodness. Like, and I think that just made me like, it's so funny. I, I've been reading this book on worldviews and I think it's actually kind of intersected well with us doing this review and me watching the documentary, but it's just so crazy because <laughs> I felt like this world that I like, I, I think, I, I think particularly when I think about systems in the world, so when I think about right. systems like USA Gymnastics, systems like the government, mm -hmm. you have to realize that it's like these systems are not like, they will manipulate you if they can. And so my thoughts were, it kind of definitely made me feel though, um, that I, I need to, that, you know, on Born for This and just in life, we need to create um, tools, content to help people um, kind of make sense of and deal with situations like this, like I said, God forbid, or to prevent situations like this from even happening. So something that um, I am so interested in, I love talking about is um, how you can kind of disciple um, children into, um, like we had mentioned earlier, like having ownership over their body, but then also, also like interacting with the world and forming their world from a young age. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like don't really believe that kids can have a well-formed worldview when they're young, mm -hmm. which is not true. Yeah. Thoughts with Sal. So yeah, for me, it really, it honestly broke my heart. Like I, I'll, I'll admit I did cry. And again, like Dami, not a crier. So that's saying a lot. Um, but I just, it made me so heartbroken because again, it's, you, you think about how like every four years, right? Every time like the Olympics come around, everyone's excited. Everyone's in front of their TVs. Like, man, man, what is the USA going to do? Like, are we going to win this category whatever? And it's like, you think about how you gather on your TVs to watch and almost witness the 
the abuse that's going on from the back, from, from the backside, yeah. right? And so I think one of the things that just bothered me so much was just to see that this was going on. And again, no one said anything. No one, no, no one was safe in this place. Like everybody was kind of, um, and we're watching it on TV. We're watching people not be safe. Exactly. And then, <laughs> and again, we're, and it's entertainment to us. Exactly. Again, we don't know this at the time, but. Oh, right. But it's, it's at the expense of, of these girls. And it's like, you know, how it just made me think as, as a country and as a people, like how far are we willing to go for certain things and really kind of making me even re-examine um, the way that I consider a lot of things, because it, it, it was, it was, it was a moment that I was just very ashamed, very, very ashamed of the fact that this went on, but it kind of made me more passionate about the idea of working in women's health and really being able to, um, to advocate for women, because that's one of the reasons why I went into it, is just feeling like there's a lot of people who don't have voices. There's a lot of people who don't have any awareness as to um, what's going on with their lives and with their bodies. And if like, if I can be one person who can kind of help, um, help you shape that mindset or even that worldview as Dami mentioned, like, yeah. I'm all for that. And I think that's very important. And so, yeah, the, the documentary broke my heart. Honestly. Yeah. And that's a great place to wrap up and to leave us. Um, we, like I said, we highly recommend that you watch the documentary. We hope that you kind of make sense of um, things for yourself as you watch it. Um, and we hope that you enjoy it. So that's all for this week's episode of Born For This. Stay tuned for our next episode. And as always, send in any questions or comments that you have to bornforsuch at gmail.com because we really love hearing from you.